I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashton Doctor, your Habit Coach, and we are on day three of our expedition. For the first time today, we saw Kangyatse to the mountain that we're going to be climbing. It was absolutely breathtaking. We turned a corner in this arid, dusty, dry, lay environment, and suddenly, out of nowhere, we saw this beautiful snow-covered peak. Now, standing there, looking at that. Various emotions suddenly sprung to life. There is awe, then there is fear, then there is trepidation. It's crazy just seeing what you're going to be going through. The scary thing is we're going to be standing on top of that in the next three days. So, fingers crossed. Let's see how things go. I'm here with six of our teammates. What will we be called? Slap. Sam. What are we? Comrades. 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 Climbing partners. I'm going to put it in the middle. How has your experience been so far, guys? Um, I feel like I maybe should have trained a little harder after <laughs> I saw Kangyatse. Honestly, uh, it's a little scary and a little intimidating. But that said, the walk here today has been really, really beautiful. Um, in contrast to the really dusty, arid part of Ladakh that we're used to seeing, we sort of walk through the valley and the river, and we're just trying to take one day at a time. In fact, today we walked through that valley of flowers, right? Yeah, it was so pretty. It was so pretty. Just yellow flowers and purple flowers and white flowers all over the place. Crazy. Sam, how do you think it's going to go? What do you think about? <laughs> I think, uh, I think the toughest part about looking at any mountain is the fact that uh, it gets very intimidating at first glance because you see this huge, massive, big. Uh, block of ice i mean right in front of you and it gets it can get really scary and i think the most important thing is exactly what you said you have to break it up into one day at a time and uh, just enjoy the journey rather than focusing on the destination so guys you were hearing sam who you've heard in the podcast before he's climbed mount everest and he is taking us up to kangyatse too who else wants to tell us about like have you been feeling through this kurva yeah So my first thought when I saw Kangyatse was that this looks extra pointy, <laughs> and my tummy did sort of a backflip. Um, after that, it sort of calmed down. But uh, yes, it is pretty intimidating. But like I said, we're taking it one day at a time. It's freezing cold, and it's going to get colder. So uh, what I've learned from Sam is uh, to compartmentalize and not think about the cold, and not let the cold get to you. So that's what I'm focusing on. Not letting the cold get to me. Of course, it's cold, but well, I'll deal with it. Chum, this is the first time you're way up high in this high altitude kind of trekking scenario, right? This is the first time you're doing any of yes. this kind of trekking. How do you feel? Tell us about all your firsts. <laughs> <laughs> That'll take a lot, lot more time. But uh, I mean, honestly, the first sight kind of sprung out of nowhere. It was we're walking through the Marka Valley. And we just crossed this uh, beautiful valley of flowers, and out of the blue, there it was, this majestic peak. It was snow covered, and it was just like how I had imagined it to be. So, yeah, I mean, so far, I'm just trying to like take it one day at a time, acclimatize, uh, brave the external conditions, and just see how it goes. And I mean, I'm excited to kind of experience the rest of it. 
so there are many people who are listening to this who have never trekked in their life, right? Right. K Purva Sam I we've done lots of these treks. Right. You're you're trekking for the first time. What should do you think? Do you think people should come trekking? What do you think? One hundred percent. Why? And not just for the experience of trekking, but also from to disconnect from the reality that we know as of now. We're so wired all the time with our multiple devices and just being engaged all the time. I think it's a great break to kind of. Uh, stay away from all screens possible and just kind of bask in the uh in nature actually and just kind of observe different sounds and the beauty of what at least our country has to offer and Absolutely. i think this is um everyone should definitely take up mountaineering or trekking in a very small fashion it could be a one day monsoon trek or it could be a expedition like this but there's definitely a lot to learn there's definitely a lot to experience which we can't get sitting behind a little screen or well a big screen we <laughs> <laughs> were just talking about it actually today yeah. right i mean we figured that today's just day 3 yeah. but it already feels like as if we've been in the mountains for a really really long time and that's the best part right, right. time slows down and you have an opportunity to actually experience each moment of it And it's like this. And like last night, we were sitting down and looking up at the stars. <laughs> yeah. Like like stars that we don't ever get to see. I was. I remember speaking to Manvi and saying that we can't figure out any of these constellations because there are now so many more stars in than you can see <laughs> yeah. than just like when you're in Bombay or some place like that, right? So I think it's just so brilliant getting out of the city. Manvi, what's your experience been so far? My experience been pretty great actually, and. Uh, This is the first time that I'm doing a high altitude trek, or actually any kind of a, a longish. I mean, I just do day hikes otherwise, and uh, it's just I mean to cut off from everything else and being in the mountains, being in the nature. Uh, I don't think you can experience nature and mountains like this, and everyone should give it a go. Manvi. Uh, we were just talking about this the other day right like to me it's really interesting that you decided to do this trek without knowing anybody on it how did that feel like as a first time or uh, were you nervous how's it I going i was very nervous actually in the beginning i because i didn't know anybody and i i was i was hoping i could drag one of my friends along to you know give me company but uh, unfortunately none of my friends are uh ट्रैगोबल Now coming up into this altitude, doing trekking, how does this feel compared to what you've been doing before? It's very different. Um, you know, people who you think would be struggling are blasting ahead, and you know, people who at least I thought I'd be pretty pretty fit, you know, for this trek, but I found myself struggling using different muscles. Um, It, it it I think it's really a big mindset shift because in sports you're generally competing against someone else and when you're trekking you're not really competing um if you're even if it's about being competitive about getting to the top I feel like you're missing so much um so a lot of my experience on this trek has been trying to just chill and enjoy conversations and take it one step at a time 
And uh, really, I think being a sportsman can actually get in the way of being a good trekker. So uh, <laughs> it's a little bit of a hot take. Uh, but I do think that uh, trekking is a lot about pacing yourself. It's very mental. Um, and it's also, you know, at the end of the day, you're not doing it to uh, win anything. You're not doing it to impress anyone. Or depends on <laughs> your Instagram. But uh, <laughs> it's about enjoying yourself. And... Yeah. I think uh, Aman makes a great point because uh, in my four days, what I've experienced is that <clears throat> trekking and mountaineering is a lot like life, right? It's one day at a time, it's one step at a time, and it's actually not even about the destination, it's more about the journey and the things you gather along the way. So I think in that sense, it's also been very educational of sorts. It's been very uh, uplifting. So I don't know if you guys want to... And Shivam is too cute because he'll suddenly in the middle of walking say, Oh my God, Ashtin, look on the right. And we're like, what? Look at this magnificent valley. And we're like, yeah. yeah, it looked exactly like it did five minutes ago. No, now look at it from this angle. Like, wow. So I think it's these little, little moments that we start picking up along the way that I think we're going to treasure for a very, very long time, right? Yeah. Okay. One big important learning you've had along this way. Each one of us is going to do one quick one learning that we've all had. Whoever wants to go first? Um, I'll go first. Mm. I think uh, just breathe. Mm. <laughs> and one step at a time. I think that's been the biggest learning for me. And don't one, 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 one. Sorry, one. Sorry, 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 sorry. You can have sorry. my Important, okay. important. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't try to compete with others. You're running your own race. It's your own des- It's your own journey. Out. <laughs> love it, love it. I think it's important to listen to your body and give it time to acclimatize and feed it medication if you need to uh, and not hold back on, on, on those things. So, um, yeah, just listening to your body, giving it time and understanding. Listening, listening to your body, how should somebody listen to their body? Well, I mean, don't push yourself if you can't. Um, I mean, don't try and compete. I, I think it's it's a summation of everyone's learning, right? Like you're not competing with anyone. So don't push yourself to compete and stay ahead because it's not worth it. Your body will give up. You're a, if you're a city dweller like me and who's been working from home for the past 15 months behind a laptop, I mean, you have to understand that it's not normal for the body to suddenly walk seven hours a day uh, in under the sun or under extreme temperatures or at a high altitude. So you have to understand that and you have to give it time and not feel uh, frustrated that you're not able to keep up um, because, I mean, it's it's different for everyone. Love it. Who's next? Karishma. Anything in my case, it's more just watch where you're going. <laughs> <laughs> right, no. so, so, so Karishma is saying this because just today she tripped and sprained her ankle. And uh, yeah, so watch where you're going. I think it's, it's a good advice for life. Huh? Yeah. Sam, wise words? Um, I think one of the most important things about that the mountain actually teaches you is that you have to be patient. You know, uh, you have to prepare for the worst first and then hope for the best uh, you have to give yourself time and you also have to uh, realize that uh, this is not a spectator sport it's all about you and overcoming your own challenges weaknesses and uh, obstacles so sam how do you as an experienced trekker as experienced mountaineer sorry prepare for the worst but expect the best like what are some of the things that you would do on a trek for that uh, 
there's so many things that you have to take into consideration. I mean, whether it's communication, it's extra cylinders of oxygen, it's comfort in terms of extra sleeping bag, extra clothes, from everything, extra food, uh, fuel. <laughs> uh, backup ka sure. backup. Yeah, you have to just have backups and backups. And more importantly, you have to have enough buffer days because in the mountains, the weather can change really fast. Mm. Uh, we've experienced that over the last three days. We've had uh, rain, we've had sun, we've had rivers that we've had to cross. And now we're hoping for some bright sunshine when we reach the top of the mountain. No snow? <laughs> we are not hoping for snow. If we do have it, then we're prepared for it. Oh, by the way, do you, do you guys know what Kangyatse means? <laughs> Who, who's going to say what Kangyatse means? So Kang Yatse basically is the description of the mountain. So Kang means ice. Lots of ice. No, Kang is ice, right? Kang lots is ice. Yeah. And Yatse is lots of scree. So lots of scree. So we're going to have a slushy trek up <laughs> this big mountain of ice. <laughs> what uh, fun. Open part, there's lots of skis. Mm. So that's why it's... That's why Lovely. So tomorrow we're going to head to the last camp before we head to base camp of the mountain. Alright, Arman, what was your big learning? So find something where the highs clearly um, win over the lows. And so, you know, the story of my trek has been a lot of highs. I've been walking and enjoying nature with a massive smile on my face but I've had cramps probably a stomach infection (laughs) never really camped before so you know lots of learning lots of uncomfortable um, learning experiences but there's no doubt in my mind that it's all absolutely worth it and in fact you know a normal situation if I had a stomach infection and slept four or five hours I wake up grumpy and, you know, want to stay in and do nothing. But when you're doing something that makes you feel alive, uh, that, you know, really speaks to you, uh, probably on like a physical level almost, uh, that's when I think you found something special. So find something which, where the highs clearly win over the lows. Beautiful. I love these learnings. Okay, so tomorrow we're going to head to the last camp before we go to base camp and base camp is when we train and prepare for climbing the mountain so join us tomorrow for day four hello and welcome to the habit coach podcast it's day five and i'm not feeling too good we've just finished a long walk we've just reached the base camp for the mountain this is where we'd be taking off for our expedition and for the first time we've worn our shoes that we're going to be wearing for the entire climb And oh my God, those shoes are so difficult to walk in. And we are at about 5,000 meters right now. So that is higher than most places in Europe. And um, maybe all of Europe, except Russia. And and we then did an acclimatization walk where we climbed up to about 5,000. No, sorry, my bad. We are right now at, let me just check my watch. Yeah, we are about 5,000 meters. We walked up to 5,300 meters. Anyways, the point of this podcast is to show that, oh, this struggle is real. I so didn't want to pull out this recorder and record today, but I was just like, ugh, it's so hard. There are highs, there are lows. And it's so weird when you start seeing people around you 
do slightly better than you. You know, so far you've been kicking ass and doing everything so perfectly. And now suddenly somebody else is doing better than you, especially at this altitude or with the shoes or with whatever changing environment has become. It's so weird. Anyways, lots to learn from this. And I'm trying to create a nice, special, fun episode from this trek where my friends who've seen me on my first trek to this trek actually tell you about what's going on and what changes have occurred and maybe spill some of the, you know, or, well, make fun of me, basically, because that's all people do on a trek. <laughs> I've honestly forgotten what day it is. But it is summit night and it is a beautiful night to summit. There's going to be a full moon. It's Guru Purnima. In the morning, we saw a bunch of trekkers climbing. Two groups were unsuccessful. Two people successfully summited. So we have the little nerves running in us right now. Everyone's packed. Nobody's really talking. There's this silence in the air. Everyone's nervous. There's a focus. I've just worn all my clothes that I'm going to be using for the summit push. I'm wearing a layer of inners, then T-shirts, fleece pants, on top of that a pair of fleece for the top, a down jacket, and on top of that a shell to prevent from the rain and the wind from getting in. So yeah, very, very excited. Very, very nervous. As you can see, I'm panting because we are now well above, you know, the region where you can get AMS, which is, uh, you know, acute mountaining sickness um, brought on by altitude. Clearly, my brain's not working. <laughs> All right. So, guys, wish me luck. I'm about to go off in another one and a half hours to take on Kangyatse 2. And I hope Kangyatse 2 allows us up. So it's 3.40 something in the morning and um, I thought I'd be standing on top of Kangyatse 2 by now but unfortunately I've had to turn back. Um, my energy levels dipped very, very dramatically after the first, I think, couple of hours, three hours of the trek. I was feeling a little delusional. I didn't know what was happening. So anyway, failure and ah, my first summit failure what to do what to do what to do all learning I guess tomorrow's a new day well the summit wasn't successful for me at least I turned back three hours into the journey and it was a decision that I had to take it was a difficult decision because as you've noticed it's a build-up that takes place when you go for a trek. Every single day you're thinking about it. You're checking out how you're feeling. You're so excited about the summit night. You've been dreaming about this for a while. And it was just a bunch of events that took place. And ultimately it was decisions that I had taken that did not fructify. There's some things to learn from this. There were two main factors that affected my summit night. One was that we had a new guide who was helping us out. Um, he was with us for the first time. 
and um, his pace was blistering. He was walking so fast, so fast, so fast. And I thought that I had to keep up with that pace. Normally when I do summit nights, for example, when I've done Kilimanjaro or Stokangri, I've always kept up with the guide, but he's always maintained a pace for us that was sensible in my books at least. And I was just running along with him. Um, as a result, what started happening was I started getting tired faster and faster. There weren't any breaks that we were taking and it was all getting a little bit too much for me. So from being right in the beginning, I then slowed down and then I was in the middle of the pack and I couldn't keep up with everybody in the middle of the pack either. And then I slowed down till the last people and the last people were just basically taking 30 steps and stopping and 30 steps and stopping. And I couldn't even keep up with them after a while. So I realized that something was definitely wrong with me. I was starting to lose uh, coordination. I couldn't even put on my glove at that point of time. So I thought it was best to throw in the towel, say that, you know, right now it's not worth it. Might as well go back. Health and life comes first, more important. The second thing that had happened was that it was a very, very hot summit night. We had planned for snow and cold weather and minus 20 because that's what it was like the night before. And on this night, well, suddenly it was extremely hot. And here, as you heard in the previous uh, episode, I was in five layers. I had a t-shirt on, I had my uh, thermal in inners, I had fleece, I had a down and I had a jacket on top and I was just sweating profusely in it. So I think it was a mixture of fatigue, tiredness and dehydration that got to me. So I was the first to turn around and which is very, very surprising. But then I was thinking that, you know, there were many learnings from this. The first one was, should I continue? Is it an ego thing? And I, in my mind, I thought about it and I said, no, my identity is not linked to that of a mountaineer. If I don't submit this, it is okay. It is not something that I have to prove to myself or to prove to anybody else. I've come here to enjoy myself, be with my friends. That's what I'm going to take away from this. The second thing was, how do I come to terms with the fact that I have failed? You know, failure is something that we are all so scared of. Failure is something that we don't feel like talking about, don't feel like discussing. And whenever failure takes place, we just feel like, you know, we should hide from it, not tell anybody about it, brush it up make it look better than it was, blame others for it. And I realized that I was probably doing all of that for the first couple of hours of coming back down to camp. I came back down, I was very upset and it was about three in the morning and I went to sleep upset. And I woke up and I spent some time thinking about it and I realized that the only way for me to deal with this and understand the failure and accept the failure is to understand that it was completely my responsibility. It was completely my not fault, but it was my choices that led to the outcome. Because it's very easy to blame the weather, right? Oh, global warming made it so hot, stupid global warming, pollution. We should all start now, you know, throwing away plastic straws, which we should do in any case. But Or we can then start blaming the guide. Oh, what an idiot he was. He was going too fast. He wasn't taking care of us. He wasn't doing this. He wasn't doing that. But at the end of the day, the truth is that I was not playing my game. I was playing catch-up, I was not making decisions on my own, and I was not playing it smart. I've learned from this now because I've accepted ownership of the mistakes. I've accepted responsibility. And once you take responsibility, you can learn from something. If you don't take responsibility, you're just going to pass the buck on to somebody else. You're not going to learn anything. The next time is going to be exactly like the previous time. 
So as soon as you learn from it, now you made a change and now you can do something about it. So as a result, by morning time, I was perfectly fine and hunky-dory with the fact that I hadn't submitted. I was talking to Karishma, who had also returned that night. She didn't submit with two others. One person felt very, very sick. He, his oxygen left, went down all the way to 50 and, and we had to, you know, get doctors involved and things like that. All of this happens on the summit and when you're trekking like this. But the important thing to realize is that you have to be safe. You have to be smart and you have to make the right choice at that point of time. Not with your ego, but using pure logic. So Karishma came to me and said, are you okay? Are you fine? Are you feeling okay? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. She said, well, are you upset with what happened? And I was like, no, I'm not really upset because I made peace with it. And I've understood what my learnings are. I need to make sure that I maintain my body temperature properly. I maintain hydration properly and I pay, go at my own pace. And once I do all these things, I know I can make a big difference in the next trek that I have that takes place. And it's these learnings that you take forward. So remember, failure is not the end thing. Failure doesn't mean that you've actually failed. Failure means very often that you've given yourself another opportunity to try again, maybe later on. So lots of lots of lots of lots of learnings from this trek. I hope you enjoyed this series. If you'll enjoy trekking, maybe someday we will trek together. Who knows? Maybe we'll do Everest Base Camp next year and you can experience the high altitude and learn from all the things that you've heard about in this podcast. If you like this podcast, don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the IVM network. You can listen to us on the IVM podcast app or ivmpodcast.com. You can also follow us on social media. We are at IVM Podcasts on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to reach out to me, I am Ashtin Doc on Twitter and Instagram. You can find lots more information on my website, awesome180.com or check out different content on my YouTube channel called A-W-E-S-O-M-E-180. That's Awesome180. Hey, hey, it's been another great week on the IVM Podcast Network. On All Things Policy, Ananya Desai and Rohan Pai discuss recurrent bans on fireworks during festive seasons in India and discuss possible solutions to tackle India's air pollution problem. On the Habit Coach podcast, Ashton Doctor welcomes Sahil Mehta, an esteemed mountaineer and author of the book Break Free. Sahil shares a transformative experience which became the catalyst for embracing discipline and fulfillment. The episode explores the profound impact of vulnerability on personal growth. Folks, if you like our shows, do spread the word. Tell your friends and don't forget to rate and review them wherever you're listening to them. Follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. You'll also find all our shows on YouTube at youtube.com slash IVM Podcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Omidyar Network India, Abbott, IDFC First Bank and Save Life Foundation. Thank you for making this possible.